I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello. Hello, friend. <laughs> Happy day today. <laughs> whatever Happy recording day. Whatever day it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. Well, it yeah. is a happy day when we get to record because I, <laughs> yes. I love it. It's so much fun. You know, it's lately it feels like it's been harder and harder to actually get the time set up for it because of illness and yeah, like all the things of life. But right, I th- think that makes me like more excited when it's happening. It's like we we're actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna make it. And then yeah. I haven't read past these chapters yet, so then it will be good to start reading again because I was like, oh, I want to read that. But then I didn't want to mix it up in my head. I know, right? Any more than yes. I already have mixed them up. Can only focus on so many things at one time, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> But it's good. Yes. So, so yeah, go ahead. Well, we are talking um, about Famous at Home. That's our uh-huh. featured book right now by Josh and Christy Straub. And we're on Chapter 7, which is What Are You Fighting For?, and why your spouse is not your enemy. So we touched a little bit on this um, in our last episode, which uh-huh. may sound, they may sound a little bit similar to each other because it's, you know, talking about our marriages. And um, some of the things we talked about on the last episode, you'll probably hear again on this one. But that can't be a bad thing, right? Oh, bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> so, um yeah. And I think our listeners, if you want to pray for me, you could pray for me to find a better setup for my podcasting because, my goodness, apparently I move my arms too much when I'm talking (laughs) and bang my microphone around. So just in case you hear anything strange, just in case, me flailing my arms around while I'm talking. (laughs) Just gesturing, wild gesturing. Yes. (laughs) What are you fighting for? (laughs) Fighting for I'm my space. Fighting a lot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. I might need to declutter my closet and put a desk in there and set up a podcasting closet. Okay. I think that's where Don't Mom Alone started, right? Heather yeah. in her closet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. closets are good. <laughs> there for, we go. <laughs> for lots of things. Wearing clothes <laughs> and podcasting. Yeah, I like to go in my closet for a timeout if I ever need one. I just go in there. It's like I'm in my closet. I remember reading someone said they like kept M and M's in their closet so they would go and have a moment to themselves and eat some M and M's. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> so there we oh, go. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that that's also good. I oh man, Bam. sorry I can't stop laughing. No, it's okay. Oh. So we're um, <laughs> talking about what are we fighting for, and we're fighting for a marriage. And yes, we're fighting together, not separate. That was one of I know last episode I also talked about Gil and Brenda, but at that one conference that Stefan and I went to, they had well, and I guess a couple different times. Anyways, they have this example with those cardboard <laughs> bricks. That are oh, like yeah. a kid's toy or whatever, but they uh-huh. set them up and then it makes like this wall. And so then they're like, we're not on either side of the wall. 
we're on the same side of the wall fighting the wall, not putting a wall Each between other. Yeah. Us. Yeah. And so oh, I just like that um, picture that they had of like, you're on the same side of the wall. And, and I think I was supposed to talk about prayer in the last chapter, but it was just like, do you pray together? Do you pray out loud together? Yeah. Pray for each other. And it was just like, oh, we've been, Stephanie and I have been praying like every night on the phone when we, once we got engaged and then we pray every night before we go to bed. And sometimes it's like a quickie prayer, like just like it's automatic and routine. Right. I also appreciate that it is automatic and routine that we're like, we're, this is important to us. And so now I'm challenged, like, okay, we need to be praying other times during the day. And I'd like the different examples that Josh gave. Like, I'm not fighting against my wife. I'm fighting for her. And yeah, do we need to fight fear right now? Do we need to fight the, what are we fighting? And then like yeah. na- name it together and then like go to Jesus in prayer. Like, hey, Lord Jesus, you can't take this away from my family right now. We need peace here, not disunity or whatever. Yes. Like just to like be like, hey, this moment is not for the enemy. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not our spouse is not our enemy. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so I like one of the things that he was talking about in this chapter is that like if we have if your emotional response is disproportionate to the situation, then you can <laughs> assume that you're reacting to something in, in your past, something that you yeah. like a past hurt or wound. <clears throat> and um, I think as I've been in counseling for, well, quite a while now, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I'm realizing that a little bit sooner, like it comes to uh-huh. the surface of my mind a little bit easier as even as we're in a conflict to to go, oh, this, the reason I'm having such a strong reaction to this is because it's bringing up something yeah, yeah. from my past, you know? Um, and I think that when we, like we were talking about vulnerability last episode, I think when we can be vulnerable to say that to our spouse, to um, to say, oh, I think, you know, like Daniel and I had a, conversation the other night I say conversation that makes it sound nicer but um (laughs) I was not I was like overreacting completely about something and in reality I was hurt like what happened was painful and did hurt me but I was like kind of flying off the handle I think Daniel had like deer in the headlights look like what is happening and then finally I was like oh I think I'm having such a strong reaction to this because of this, you know, and uh-huh. and I so we were able to talk about it a little bit differently instead of me just like ah, like attacking yeah, him. Right. And um, so I think that helped it to resolve a little bit differently, whereas we still it still felt like we ended the conversation and it wasn't fully resolved, and so it there felt it felt like you know when there's like a little bit of um, I don't want to say coldness because that sounds terrible, but it feels like there's a little bit of distance, you know. Yeah. Still, uh-huh. it still felt like that. But I think 
less than it would have if we weren't able to, if I wasn't able to tie back in my heart, like, why am I responding this yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. And to voice that, you know. Um, <clears throat> but I love in this chapter where he talks about, he's talking about John Gottman again and what the greatest predictor of divorce is. And he says, it was whether the couple remained emotionally connected despite their differences when trouble came. The couples who turned their hearts away from each other divorced, but the couples who fought for each other's hearts stayed the course. Ugh. And so I think that comes back to that wall picture that you were talking about. Yeah. You know, can we visualize and remember that we're on the same side of the wall or are we always assuming that they're on the other side of the wall, we're attacking them and not letting them in, you know? Yeah. Um, because we don't want that, right? They, uh -uh. We want no. them to be on the same side of the wall. We want yeah. to let them in. Yes. You know? Well, so. and then on uh, just another example, not necessarily <laughs> the same thing, but just I needed Stefan on, like, and I remembered he was on the same side of the wall. In my own head, I was going down the wrong path. And so I've been working with a counselor again, and we were talking about that wise mind. And that mm. was in the um, End Emotional Eating book. Um Yeah. Emotion, what is it? Emotional and logical mind, and they need to come together, yes. and that creates yes. your wise mind. And so yeah. I have a lot of practice in my emotional mind, <laughs> not not as much practice in my logical mind, but now I'm whatever. So I was like, okay, my teammate, Stefan, he has a logical mind, very much so. So I said, I need to borrow some of your logical mind, please, like to help. Um, I like you know, that. so we weren't even in a fight, but I was in a fight with myself. And so I needed my partner to help me to say, hey, we're going to combat this with some logic. And so I borrowed his logic to help my. Yeah, to even wow. out and make yeah. a wise mind. There you go. I was like, All right, I need I need some help here. <laughs> so that was a nice thing, too, to be like, um, I know a silly example, but just in that movie Elf with the boy and then elf is with him and they're in the snowball fight and when he has elf or not elf is that right elf yeah elf. well whatever his name buddy. is buddy thank you buddy <laughs> he, he has elf with him but then he's just like you know like machine gun throwing the snowball so it was yes. like i needed stefan's machine gun logic to throw it at the situation <laughs> i like that well, yeah. And one thing that my counselor reminded me of is that, like, we marry our opposites usually, like, yeah. you know, and there's a reason for that. Like, we're attracted <laughs> to people who are opposite of us yeah. Yeah. because they can fill in the gaps. And sometimes that's annoying because it's right. like, you're Why so you different so from me, right. 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 you know, but it's actually what we need. We need yeah. them to help us grow. It, we learn to be better people because of our differences. Yeah. So that's good. I like that example of you calling on his logical mind to even out your emotional mind. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay. Now, can can I do that more often? Right? <laughs> Without bugging Either him? Maybe. Write myself a note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. So then we're back to prayer again. Right? Exactly. And like, okay, Lord, help me, please. 
of this yes to learn or um yeah so um in this chapter they talk a little bit about our the dance that we do which we kind of talked about a little bit last episode but he's i love the way he that words this he says um dr david burns has a list of ways we dance to self-protect with a hint of sarcasm, I sometimes call these dance moves the dysfunctional ways we get our spouse to like us better by treating him or her like crap. <laughs> I just think that's so funny and terrible. <laughs> he says, see if you relate to any of these dance moves. Sarcasm, blame, self-blame, defensiveness, passive aggression, problem solving, diversion, martyrdom, labeling, counterattack. Put down, mind reading, denial, and hopelessness. <clears throat> yeah, and he That's says a big we all, list. right? We all have our dance, so there's none of us that don't do one of you know some of these things. Yeah, but when we fail to talk about our dance, we turn our we turn opponents into elephants, and the bigger the elephant gets, uh, the more likely we are to make our spouse the enemy. Oof. Goodness. Um, and I love he's talking. He also talks about meta communication, which is communication about your communication. <laughs> so we need to be better at communicating about how we communicate. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What? And if you having trouble doing that, then I met. That's a really fun conversation. <laughs> how can we talk about this better? Like, but right? it is good to have Matt like. And then I think it also removes you from an intense conversation if you're just talking about how to have a conversation. Hopefully when you're yes. not in an intense conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it reminds me of in End Emotional Eating where she talks about how when you name your feeling, you feel less distressed about it. And I uh -huh. think this kind of relates to that. When you name what your maybe what your default ways of communicating are. It's probably less, um, it surprises you a little bit less and you can work on being proactive with it instead of being surprised by it. If you're able yeah, to name yeah. it and go, oh, this is what I do when I'm feeling this way. <laughs> How can I change that? You know, um, so I think that like, and kind of like what she talked about, too, with the coping ahead, you know, like knowing ahead yeah. of time, like when these things happen, I'm I'm moving down the road of sarcasm or I am, you know, I'm starting to move towards this um, method of self-protecting. What can I do when I get to that time? Because, you know, when you're in that moment, you're not going to be thinking the most logically no. or with our wise mind, you know. So how can we think of those things ahead of time? Um, to to improve the way we communicate with our spouse. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and then I've been noticing too, I just need um, to give myself more timeouts myself. Like yeah. whether that's just permission to not always be doing something, but just permission so I can have a minute to think. Yeah. So I can even give my chance, my brain a chance to come out of whatever dance I'm stuck in. Like, <laughs> yeah. like can I learn some new dance moves? But it's like if I don't pause and stop, then um, so maybe that's what I need more sticky notes in my closet. If I need <laughs> a timeout, go to your closet. Right. Like, yeah. Telling the dog, go to your dog bed. Like, lay down. Like, 
I don't even have a dog. But I'm just like, oh, hey, you're <laughs> spinning around in the wrong. Yeah. But just, um, yeah, because it, it's hard. I think sometimes just the pace that we're doing so many things as wives, as moms, as working, as house yes. inventory <clears throat> keepers of all the different hats we wear. It's just like, yeah. okay, how can I just have a minute to have a minute? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what does that even look like? I'm having trouble with that sometimes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to neglect yourself without even realizing that you're doing it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, hey, now no wonder I'm reacting this way because I'm at the end of whatever I had and I didn't even know I was at the end of it. Like, yes. It's like, Whew. oh, yes. Let's so have, true. A, have a time out. M- Mama needs a time out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I am convicted um, by what he says in this next section. He says, um, betrayal starts by secretly wishing your spouse would act differently or even be someone different. Betrayal is a seed of doubt, a sign that the enemy is twisting your view of who or what your opponent really is. And goodness, I think, I don't think I've ever like consciously wished that my husband was someone different, but I think sometimes I have wished that he would act differently. And I think this is a good reminder to, in those moments when we start feeling that way, to like flip what we're thinking and to be to um you know because he talks about declaring your love like find what you love about your spouse and I think that is true to be thankful um that they do act differently you know to be thankful that God made him the way he did because you know and maybe to remind myself like of the times Um, Because there are so many when him acting differently and being different from me was a benefit to our family and to my heart and, you know, in our life, like to be thankful for those those times and that God did create him differently because it's good. We're not supposed to be the same, you know, so. um, And. People can't ever live up to this crazy ideal something that I have in my mind and I can't even live up to that. So get out of here. Whoever you are, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, goodness. But I love that he ends the chapter with, um, with like, so he, he ends the chapter with these few verses in Ephesians about, you know, don't use anger, harsh words, but be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And it says, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So um, he says, you can begin to act on that by voicing your pro-relationship thoughts aloud. Find what you love about your spouse, big and small, and declare it. And, you know, so like, being intentional to like look for those things because um, as people we are programmed from like a you know um survival of the fittest standpoint like 
to find what's wrong and to fix it, right? That's how our brains work. So it takes intention to change that and find the good things and celebrate the good things and call out those good things. Uh, We won't get there just by, you know, like not trying. It takes intention, I think. Right, right. Lots of intention. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not not that it takes a lot of attention to find the good things, but just, no. Oh, man. To I remember to look for them. Yes. Like, okay, yes. we're take again, we're back to that timeout thing of like, hey, what if we just reframe this situation a little bit? Like and yeah. like and I'm just thinking different parenting styles and how can I find like, oh, you're doing that, but it makes this happen and need to appreciate and love and to trust. Like <clears throat> that was a big thing. I don't remember what I was, whatever. Again, that collective, I'm learning about this, like, um, I think, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but it was something about how important it is for wives to trust their husbands. And I think that goes along with that respect, but just like, I trust you in our family and in our relationship and in our, in our marriage, like, I can, I can, or I don't know. So, yeah. Well, and it it <laughs> reminds me that like someone when or I feel like I've heard this many times before, but that we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we often dr- judge others by their actions. Uh-huh. And to um to remember, like my husband has good intentions, my kids have good intentions, yeah. like just the same as I do. And sometimes I'm derailed a little bit, and I may not act the way that I want to but I have good intentions and to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're you know that's one thing we've been talking a lot about lately as a family is like let's try to remember that that other person is doing the best that they can right now and yeah you know and we're still expecting that we're all going to grow and you know, eventually do better, but we're doing the best we can right now and let's give each other grace you know yes, like yes Oh, yeah, because yeah, we need each other, too, because it, it would be so not helpful to be alone all the time, you know, like to be like, what's yes. happening here? So I want to treasure that. And that goes along with that. Like, hey, you're doing what you know how to do. I like that picture. It's very good. Like, we're bringing our best to this situation. Yes. Like. Yes. How how can we keep offering that and learn that dance as husbands and wives and as families? Because then, but like that was another thing with the counselor. I was like, oh, and now I'm a parent, and so then it's like, what am I? How am I influencing my son? And that just got a little heavy in my head. Like, yeah, what? But then it's like the Holy Spirit was reminding me, I'm with, I'm with him. I was with you. I was with your mom. Through all the generations, there's a thread that loops together. So it's like, all right, maybe we don't have the best dance moves, but we're dancing. Like, yeah, let's let's get on the dance floor. Yeah, let's. Well, and I think like I'm reminded that you know, just the same as there have been some things in my past that have been hard to move past, but Jesus walks uh, with me through that. What? 
he will with my children. Like there are things I'm doing that will, you know, damage them in some way and hurt them. Yeah. And he will be with them and faithful to save them the same yeah. way he has with me. And I can't hold all of that like responsibility of. Yeah. Of shaping them, even though I am shaping them. He is ultimately the, you know, like the master daughter yeah. or whatever that gets to shape them. Yeah. And they get to decide how soft hearted they're going to be to that. Mm -hmm. I can't change that, you know. So. Um, but I, I love our verse for today because mm -hmm. I think it is so um, relevant. It says that it's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 uh, through 11. <clears throat> it says two people are better than one. They can help each other in everything they do. Suppose either of them falls down, then the one can help the other one up. But suppose a person falls down and doesn't have anyone to help them up then feel sorry for that person. Or suppose two people lie down together, then they'll keep warm. But how can one person keep warm alone? One person could be overpowered, but two people can stand up for themselves, and a rope made out of three cords isn't easily broken. I actually read through verse 12, because uh -huh. um, I think the rope of three cords part just reminds me that we need God too. Yeah. Like just the two of us isn't enough. We need that third cord. Um, but how important it is to have someone by our side that keeps us warm and uh -huh. helps us when we fall down. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited to continue um learning from this book and just being intentional in the way that I interact with my family. Uh, and I'm excited that you and I get to read it together because I think that just helps it to like settle in better, you know? Yeah, definitely. And just that, mm -hmm. I just love this calm concept of famous at home. Like I thought the title was kind of funny when I first heard it. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, and so it's <laughs> nice to, to unpack it and be like, Hey, we can focus, get our focus where it needs to be. Like, yeah, I like that. So, yes, focusing, having a good week, dancing <laughs> our dance, yeah, having a little time out to learn the dance moves, eating some M Ms in our closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but not uh, emotionally, right? Not no, emotionally. no, just... not emotionally eating. Just, just. <laughs> Because that's where you eat your M&M's, apparently. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the all time right. and a place for all the dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bye, friend. Bye, friend. <laughs> <laughs>